this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by beauty guru boss babe best-selling <laughs> author entrepreneur philanthropist podcast host and we have oh, also bff to many a celebrity but we also have to say reality tv star does everyone recognize that laugh the one and only miss <laughs> leah black Hi. Hi. How are you? How are you doing? What is going on? I am on? good. I am here with my entire team. They're all working and I'm having fun with you. How bad is that? I love <laughs> these paintings in the back, these Leah oh. Black <laughs> paintings of yourself. I'm obsessed. Oh, well, we have a set designer here. I Honestly, it's like a shrine around here. It's kind of embarrassing, but you know, they are beautiful pieces and people give them to me. So i I use them, but I have two gorgeous Peter Maxes over there and they have another, it's like a shrine. It's embarrassing, but I, what am I going to do with them? I'm not going to put them in my house. Listen, if you have to have a shrine to anyone, it might as well be to yourself. Right? May as well be to yourself. Right. Now we have a lot to talk about. I want to talk all about the lunch with Leah podcast. I want to talk about Leah Black beauty. I don't think people know that, you know, way before housewives in the eighties, you started this beauty conglomerate. But before we get to all of that, I have to say, when I sat down to prepare for this, 
I couldn't believe 10 years. It's been 10 years since Real Housewives of Miami first premiered on our TV screens. Does that seem like another lifetime to you or just yesterday? First of all, I can't believe you prepared because I just sat down. <laughs> Prepared. You don't have to prepare. Prepared. Uh, no, it's it was a long time ago, and it seems like a long time ago. And um, the world is different now. Things are just different. It's not the same free spirit world that we were living in ten years ago. There's too much chaos in the universe right now. So yeah, it's different. There is. I mean, did you know what you were getting into? Like, did you watch reality TV before? Like, were you familiar? You know, like we had all these other franchises. Did you know? Well, there lies the problem. I didn't know. And I had never watched a show. And so when the producers, I I mean, 20 people in Miami said to to talk, tell the producers to talk to me. But I didn't, it just was in one ear and out the other. Like, okay, fine. I've got something. I was just like going, doing my regular life. And then they find, when they did get a hold of me, I just basically said, you know, I I don't know anything about it. I'm not probably, I'm not good at that stuff, but I know everybody. I'll get you some girls. So they came over and set up, uh, in my ballroom with their cameras. And I just started trotting girls through and they started interviewing girls. And then the girls would just sit there like, yes, no. Okay. And I was like, this isn't going to happen. So I started interviewing the girls like, okay, come on, tell them about that time you did this and the tell them. So then at the end of that, they're like, you have to be in this show. So I was like, well, I'll think about it. And then we just started filming a few things, but I had never seen reality TV. I, I didn't really know what it was. And I didn't even at that point, I don't think they knew it was a housewife show. So then when they, they wanted me to do it. I had to get serious about it, but I'd already filmed a little bit. And I decided my husband's law partner said, you better look at those housewife show. Cause I try to get his wife on there. He's like, that's a hard no. So I, I TiVo'd one and it happened to be the one I TiVo'd was when Teresa had flipped that table and it freaked me out. I just went, ice cold on it. And then they all piled on, like I was letting everybody down and this girl wasn't going to be able to do it. Cause she didn't have a connection to anybody, but me. And then the drag queen was like, there he's out. Cause he doesn't, he's with you. And everyone was piling on me and the producers are like, they're going to gr- only going to greenlit it. If we get this group together and you can't, and they just started piling on and I felt guilty. So I said, okay, I'll just damn do it. I'd in the middle of the night, I signed my contract. I said, I'd do it. And then after that, it was just, you know, I, I, I learned what it was. I learned as I went, but I, I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting into, but having said that I made the best of it, you know, because once I'm either all in or I'm not, you know what I mean? So I was yeah. all in on helping them get girls and I was all in on helping the city make it. And I was all in, in the show and I was all in on all of it. But once I decided to do it, I went all in. I love how you're like becoming a producer during casting and you're standing there and asking the girls. I mean, it just doesn't shock me, right? You should have said, wait, just make me the producer. The problem is at that time, I didn't even know what a producer or producer's credit was. I should have. That's just where I see this. Well, I mean, you know, to your point, like it was an ensemble cast, but really the audience and we you were the center of the show. I mean, that's just what well, came it's across. just my energy. And I kind of knew a lot of the people and I, you know, I wasn't afraid of it. I, I never understood the, 
them being nervous about it and afraid of it and timid and not, I was just out there doing what I always do. And if you film it, fine. If you don't, fine. If you like it, fine. You're fine. If you don't, fine. I wasn't, I didn't have any investment in or any agenda going in. I think some of these girls knew all about what this world was and they had an agenda going in, you know, like I can see now knowing everything I know, you would have an agenda going in. You would either want to promote a product or you would want, there would be something in it for you. You. And at the time for me, it was just one more project to do. <laughs> you know, so you want, I'll do that too. Why not? I'm doing the charity. I'm doing the skincare. I'm doing this. I'm, well, I'll do one more. You You're know, like, like that. You might as well Whatever. film me, right? I might as well film. I'm doing it anyway. If you want to film me, bring the cameras. That's kind of how it went down. I have to tell you about a new nutritional product that I started using called Athletic Greens. Now, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, I wanted more energy, and I wanted an optimized immune system. Well, let me tell you, what I love best about Athletic Greens is it's easy. I personally don't have, didn't have, and never will have time for any nutritional product that is complicated to use. So here's the thing. Athletic Greens, you take one scoop and you add eight ounces of water, and that's all you need. Also, the other thing I love about Athletic Greens, it actually tastes great. And it's inexpensive. It costs less than $3 a day. Also, I love it. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMO. So there's no nasty chemicals or anything artificial to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash velvet. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash velvet to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Where did the mayor of Miami come? Did that come? Were you always called this? Well, it's funny because initially Chrissy Rice said she started calling me that, but Elsa said she started calling me that. So I don't really know, but I also know that people have always tried to get me to run for mayor, but I've never done it because one, I couldn't be elected and two, I wouldn't be able to do the job. I'd be delegating everything. <laughs> I'd be, I need somebody in finance, need somebody in PR, I need someone to go down to the commission. I would have to delegate everything. I'd have to find everybody to do it because I don't know how to run a city. You know, uh, I know how to run a business, but I don't know how to run a city. So people always try to get me to run for mayor, but I've always, I've always just thought of it as like a, a running joke, you know? No, no political office for you anytime soon. I couldn't get elected. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I would not be able to get elected. <laughs> I'm too polarizing. Yeah. You and me both. Yeah. Well, when you look back at this time, like what sticks out? Like, does anything stick out as like the highs, like one or two highs when you just think of it? Well, the first season, it stood out to me that we didn't really understand the opportunity and we didn't maximize on it. And people weren't all in. They were dabbling. And that... The, and then the and then the producer got pregnant and midway through was bedridden. So it wasn't as in, it wasn't like as t- intense as it could have been if everyone would have been playing full out and the producer could have been full time on the job. The second season, what stood out is how far people will go for attention. I was flabbergasted. Honestly, I'm, I'm still flabbergasted. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's like, you know, you want to have the cheapest house on the block, you know, and on a show, you want to have people that are, you know, more 
gorgeous and have more money and that are more affluent and that have better class and style than you, you know, that's how I live the world. Like you want to help bring people up, but you also want to help other people bring you up. So the fighting and the tearing people down and being the pinata, you know, and, and all of that, it was just blindsiding because I'd never lived my life that way. And I never have been around people that behave that way, to be honest with you. And I've heard that about Miami, I think more than almost any other franchise, like, you know, the minute they said roll. Yeah. People wanted, I mean, that's really how it was. Like people were fighting for camera time. Well, I think it was like, it's, there's a lot of things. One, they saw that the people that got the most attention on the other shows misbehaved the most and were rewarded the most. So you've got that. It's also a bit of their nature to squabble, you know, the, the culture here, everyone kind of had to scrap to get where they are in Miami. And it's a very hierarchical, you know, area where people want to have the prettiest car and the most money and the most friends and the most celebrity. It's very much like that. It's very superficial in a way. So there was a climbing element to it as well. And then also there's the element that these people are very thin skinned. I mean, they can dish it out, but you say one little thing and they're going to punish you for the rest of your life about it. And I'm just not used to that behavior because I, I grew up in a very small town in Texas and every, you leave your key under the doormat and you know, you, whatever you need, I'll give it to you. I, I was never exposed to that before. And in the business world, you're not exposed to that because if you behave that way, you're not going to have any business and no one's going to want to do business with you. So I was just shocked at how far people would go for the attention. And I don't know whatever else reason it would be other than the attention. Who do you think was like the biggest offender of that? Like who was the biggest attention seeker out of your, you, you were there all three seasons. Well, you won't believe it when I tell you. The most desperate seeking attention, one of all of them is the one that pretends to be not that way. And it's just climbing all the time. And you would be surprised who that is. You can think that it, you would come to it. The ones that are out there yelling and screaming, part of that is their nature. Part of them are hot, tempered Latin women, and that's their nature. But the ones that are sneaky behind the scenes and conniving and writing their little scripts and getting out and saying what they're going to say and picking their little one-liners, those are the dangerous ones. <laughs> and who was that? Is it someone oh, who's there? Oh, you just, it's not too hard to figure out if you pay attention. <laughs> I'm not going to give them the attention. How's that? <laughs> okay. Was it someone that was there for all three seasons or no? Uh, full-time, a couple and part-time. Yeah either full or part. Yeah. Desperate, that, desperate, desperate to be on desperate to be the it girl, like above everything in life. Got to be the it girl. Got to be me seeking the attention constantly, whether it's in the press or on the show. And that to me is a turnoff because, you know, I don't want to drop names, but a big star once said to me, you know, I don't seek the attention. I go to the party, I sit there and the attention comes to me. Well, of course, because you're a big star, but that's true when you're not a big star too. It's really true. If you put off the right energy, people will just come to you. They'll gravitate to you. So you don't have to go out and be like conniving to get it. And I like people that are just I like to know where I stand with people. I don't like sneaky people. I don't like people that lie. I like people that just tell the truth. They're up front. This is how it is. I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's move on. No problem. Plenty of other people to like. I agree with you. Listen, nobody dating friends, just you're not attracted to a thirsty person in this world. You're just not. It's not a turnout when someone's thirsty. Exactly. 
Exactly. And also, I, I always am rooting for the underdog. So I feel like the person that's not trying too hard and maybe needs that little help, I'm right there to help them. You know, I'm right there to come on, you can do this. Or, you know, look, putting them in the seat next to, you know, the most important person in the room and be, me being in the background, I'm there to support them and help them. That's just my nature of being in women's business my whole life, where if you're not promoting other women and they're not happy with your product, they're not going to buy it. So that's just kind of in bread in me. But if I see someone's having a hard time and struggling, I'm going to pull them in. If I see they're thirsty, I'm just going to close my eyes and, ears and run. Totally. They're the dangerous ones. I, I agree. Like, is there one fight for you that sticks out for you as like just one of your lows, like that involved you? Um, you know, it's funny. I didn't really give them any, anything that they could really chew that much on. Uh, if I had to say I got in a fight, I, let me put it this way. I don't start the fight, but I will defend myself. So if you come at me, I will defend myself and I'll go so far. But could I have exposed those girls and chewed them up and spit them out and ruined their image and life forever? I know where all the bodies are buried. And my husband always says, you wound your enemies, but you never take them out. It's not my nature to do that. They'll do that on their own. So I will simply defend myself. I'm not going to go out and try to tear you down. But if you try to, if you start coming at me with the lies, I'm going to start coming at you with truth, but I'm going to do it in a civilized way. That's just my nature. I am the same way. I am a, I am a lawyer like your husband. I do not practice. I do not practice anymore, but because I'm a lawyer, I'm the same way. Like I can't be bothered. I will not come at you. I have a thick skin, but if you really want to draw a line, And yeah. I am your target now out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Game on. And I'm a lawyer. Yeah. So watch out, sweetie. Like I'm the same yeah. way. But other than that, I don't care. Well, you the say other anything. thing you have going for you, if they're coming, you probably have the facts on your side. You know what I mean? Right. So you have the truth and the facts on your side. And there's nothing more compelling. People see through it. You know, people underestimate these audiences. They see through the, um, the fakeness. I think they see through it. I mean, to me, I see through it when I'm watching shows now, I, I see through it. So I think when they come at you, 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 even being on the defensive, you have an advantage because you know that if they came at you, it's something they probably did. That's wanting pushed one of their buttons that had them come at you. You know, right. <laughs> so that makes sense. <laughs> what about, I know you don't want to say who was the biggest, most thirsty and desperate, but yeah. what do you think? It's so like, obvious. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. What do you think? <laughs> who do you think was the most miscast? Which is really not an insult. It just means sometimes yeah. the greatest people in the world aren't just qualified I to be think a housewife. The per- well, I don't know that any of them were miscast. I feel the one that was the most misrepresented. There were two. I think Joanna was not represented well. She has a heart of gold. She's the most gorgeous. When the camera comes on, the lights come, she lights up the room. She's just absolutely gorgeous. And she's as sweet as apple pie. And she doesn't have a mean bone in her body. But when everybody around you is jealous of you, and you're a supermodel, and you're used to having the makeup artist and the hairdresser and the lighting people and the cameraman all fawning over you and loving you and adoring you and bringing out the best in you, And then they put you in this environment where all of a sudden everyone's going to try to bring you down. She didn't quite know how to handle it. And they just weren't going to let her survive. They were just too jealous. And so I think she was the most misunderstood. The other one that was never flourished, that really had 
a good heart and a real business and is very really educated and really takes care of her family and really is a good person was Karen. But she didn't really stand a chance because they were jealous of her because she had been Miss Columbia and she was beautiful and she was classy. So they decided to take those two girls out and they did a pretty good job of it. And then they came at me. And I mean, you're taking me out of something that I don't care if I do anyway. So <laughs> hello, <laughs> what do you come at me? <laughs> you know, I don't like it because I don't think it's fair, but you know, so that, those are the two I think were misunderstood. You're like, I didn't even want this to begin with. I just signed the contract yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night. And well, I, I'm, I I'm not going to say that I didn't want it because once I got in it, I did like it. And I did like the benefits of it. And I like the perks and I like meeting all the people. I'm still friends with most everyone I met on those shows. I loved the press people. I loved going and doing all the press and the interviews. I loved a lot of it, but I liked the pretty parts of it. I don't like the... Um, the mean part. If it's true, I don't mind. But if it's based on a lie, I, it just, it, it pushes my buttons. I don't like things that aren't real or true. What do you think it takes to make a good housewife? Like if you were casting a show and looking for someone, I mean, it sounds like that's kind of what you did, but what do you think it takes? Like when, you know, we have so many people that fail and it's just yeah. not for them. I think you have to have a busy life and your life has to be bigger than the show. If your life is going to center around being on that show, then you're boring. If you're working that show into your life because you have a big life and you have so much going on, they can capture enough ele uh, elements of your life to make a great story and a great show. And that's part of the problem. A lot of those girls had nothing else going on. And I was working five jobs, <laughs> raising a kid, have a husband, helping his office. So I have a lot going on. And when you don't have anything going on, it's very easy to sit and look for what's wrong, to nitpick, to come and sit around and come up with conspiracies in your head and to make up stories because you don't have anything else to do. When you're busy every single minute of the day, you just have to take the things that come at you as they come at you and then move on. And that's how I have to be because I don't have the luxury of sitting around and stewing over what somebody did or didn't do or said or didn't say. I don't have that luxury. But that when I finish here, I'm going to go to my podcast. When I finish my podcast, you know, I have uh, the day's booked. So I don't have time to go back and say, that guy was so mean to me. I didn't like his questions. I thought those pretty blue eyes were deceiving. He's really a mean guy. Under I don't have time to run all that stuff through my head. I'm going to be like, oh, we had fun. He was great. And he was cute. And that was nice. And maybe I'll see him again one day, you know, because I'm moving on and you have to be able to move on. It's totally true. And I mean, when you're busy, you, you focus at that moment. It's a right. real moment. And then you're on to something. I'm the same way as you. Every minute of the day is booked over here. Like, <laughs> right. I do think most people that are on it, though, it does become their whole life. I, I do. They let it become their whole life. They start to obsess on it. I will tell you that I, a girl that used to work for me, very high powered executive. She ran a big portion of the charity for years. Super marketing girl, like smart as they come. She told me she was sitting on a plane one time and the girl in front of her was one of the girls on our show and that the girl had her cell phone my Frankie Grande cell phone. And she was, we've had Frankie on the show. We love, <laughs> He's one of we my love our closest friends. So she was pulling up pictures of herself, you know, like, okay, here's a, and then she was blowing them up and she was looking at everything from her shoe to her ankle, to her legs, to her waist, to her boobs, to her neck, to her face, blowing up her eye, blowing up her eye makeup. I'm like, are you kidding me? She was doing, she said, Leah, she did it the entire three hour flight. 
she was going through picture by picture by picture, looking at every little piece of herself. I'm like, are you, you're kidding me? When I put this headset on, James said, your hair's puffed up in the back. I'm like, okay, well, we better push that down next. I don't know. Where's the makeup artist? Where's the hairdresser? You know, I mean, it's just, they get obsessed. And I have concluded, I've analyzed this. This is kind of my own theory. When I grew up, I had two sets of parents and two sets of grandparents and four sisters and 20,000 cousins, and everybody got a lot of attention. Like I got so much attention. I mean, my, they were fighting. Are you going to stay with me? Are you going to go with your dad? Are you going to go with your grandmother? You go with the other. They're fighting to give you attention. I think some of these girls never got enough attention. And then when I went on tour with my skincare company, I would go to Prague and I would go to you know, Baden Baden, and I would go do all over and I would have a thousand women show up to hear about the seminar and want to buy the products and want to get their picture taken. And they were just like, the tension was just exhausting, but it was my business to promote my business. When I ran the health club business, I did the bodybuilding. It was my one, the trophy, all the photographers. It was, but I did it to promote my healthcare business, to promote my gyms. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't do it like for the attention, but I got so much attention that the attention was just like another thing to me. Some of these girls I have come to the conclusion have never had enough attention in their life. Whether it's growing up, their husband, their boyfriend, their friend, they don't get enough attention and this is their opportunity to get the attention. And they just, they, they're like AT to the light. They can't get enough of it, you know? I've analyzed it. I talk about it all the time. I 100%, yeah, what do you say? it's 100%. It's like, if you, first of all, these people don't know you. So if a million people are loving you and want a picture- right. It is. It's like, it's like a gas tank that has yeah. a hole in it. And it's like, you're filling it up and the gas is going out. Yeah. And it's like, if fame is a drug and it's like, you are, it's a certain type that stays on the show that it's, yes, it, it fills them up inside. Whereas then they think they're up here and the rest of us are down here. But yet right. all these people, A, they're more successful than you in business. And, and B, they don't even know you, by the way. They don't, don't even know these right. people. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> and these other people here that are not on the TV go to bed happier. They're actually happy, like inside. Yeah. And I do think it's, it's, you are lacking inside. I, I do. I There's just agree something with you. that like, 100%. if I have to get that attention and if I'm not getting it here, I'm going to get it there. And once they get it, they're not going to let it go. Yes. There was a girl on our show that she used to call people in the press and say, there's going to be a celebrity at this particular place. And there wasn't going to be a celebrity there, but she would be there. So Ben, she was a housewife there. The guy goes, well, now she didn't say it was her calling. Of course, she said it was an anonymous tip. And so then the photographers in the press, they're like, well, the celebrity didn't show up, but there's a couple of housewives over there. Click, click. I mean, they contrive it. Do you know what I'm saying? I was shocked when I found out that. <laughs> but I now see big stars do that too. It, it's like a kind of game they do. I don't know. I guess if you're promoting a movie, I would do it. <laughs> I, I, I agree because that's the thing. Like you're not promoting anything here. Like it, it is, it's like fame is that drug and it's because they're not happy inside. It is. I, I 100%. And you can see the difference between the people that are happy and get the fame and have fun with it and love it, but they don't have it confused with who they are and their identity to them. It's here's their life and this is who they are. And that's just one aspect of it. They have fun with it and that's it. And the ones that are, that is their identity without that title of, you know, whatever housewife or whatever it is, reality star, whatever, they don't feel they have any relevance or life. 
And the yeah. ones that are refreshing and the fun ones to watch are the, the ones that just like, I don't take myself that seriously. Okay, fine. I fell on the floor drunk and I'm still fabulous. <laughs> you know, so there's that. And if it were you and me, because we're business people, like for me, I'd be like, okay, the money's not good the first year, the stuff, but eventually 10 years, I, I yes. would just be like, this, this is going to end. This will end maybe tomorrow. Correct. Collect every dollar. Yeah. Do what you have to on the side and milk this thing for all it's and worth. And leave your reputation intact. You see, totally. that's the one thing that they were never able to do to me is bring out anything I didn't want anyone to know because I don't have any hidden deep dark secrets. And they weren't able to make me, you know, bitch slap somebody, even though I felt like it a couple of times or embarrass myself or my son or my husband, because I'm not going to give them that. And some of these people just cannot either stop themselves or they want to do it. Like they say, don't get in a fight with a pig because the pig gets muddy and likes it, you know? And it's yeah. kind of like that. I don't like the conflict that much. I like serious conversations and serious, like if you and I have a conflict, I really do like to work it out and see where you're coming from and where I'm coming from and I'll convince you or you'll convince me or we'll compromise and agree to disagree. But I don't like the yelling and the screaming and the lying and the, I, I don't like all of that. And if you think about it, it's like a moment in time. And it's like, now, what are you going to do? If you don't have like, you're a bit like right. your life is now this person right. that bit slap someone or where's yeah. your job now? Where's your business? It's over. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. Well, I think that's so what happened point. to Joanna too. She got nervous that her association with it was going to cause her problems with getting endorsements from big brands, like, you know, serious brands. And I tried to warn her about that. I said, you can't let them provoke you into doing something that's going to cost you getting Chanel to say, come model my earrings. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's all relevant all relative. Were you shocked when it was canceled or upset? Or I mean, were you shocked? Both, I guess. Well, I signed a four-year contract. The other girl signed a three-year, a six-year contract. I only, I negotiated down to four years because I wasn't, I don't like to ever break my contract or break my word. So if I said I was going to do it six years, I would have done it six years if they went, well, no matter what the circumstances were, because that's just my work ethic. So I only signed on four years. At the end of the third year, I knew during the reunion, the last two hours of the reunion, that the show wasn't going to be renewed. I knew it. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. 
Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. I have to tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving your house. You can add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift from art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting on your phone. You can FrameBridge just about anything. Here's how it works. Just go to FrameBridge.com and upload your photo. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite one. The Experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. If you don't know which frame to pick out when you look at all the options online, you can get free recommendations from their talented designers. I personally used it to frame my Behind the Velvet Rope logo. I chose a very simple frame and I love it. Get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to FrameBridge.com and use promo code VELVET to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to FrameBridge.com framebridge.com enter promo code velvet framebridge.com promo code velvet and get 15% off your first order you know protein powders can feel so intimidating this whole no pain no gain bs but the truth is deep down we all need protein whether it's about muscles and working out and doing reps or just taking a nice leisurely stroll that's where essential protein from ritual comes in Ritual's essential protein is here, no pun intended, to shake things up. I love the fact that it's a great vanilla taste and there's no sugar added, no fillers, no colors, no shady additives, and it's soy-free, gluten-free, and formulated with non-GMO ingredients. 
I found Ritual so easy to use. You just add water, shake, and sip. And I love it. It comes in three premium formulations for different stages in life. And listen, we all have different unique nutrient needs. To make trying something new less scary, Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. It's a money-back guarantee, guys. Plus, my listeners get 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash velvet to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com slash velvet. Do you guys love a good whodunit as much as I do? Well, listen, if so, then you'll love June's Journey. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective investigating a series of mysteries. These mysteries are full of twists and turns around every corner. And let me tell you, June is freaking fierce. I personally play to escape all my work and running this podcast and everything that's going on in the world. And no matter how many times I play, I have to tell you, it really puts your powers of observation to the test. I still kind of get thrilled every time I can solve the actual case. These housewives ain't got nothing on June. She's awesome. And look at all the drama we've dealt with with real housewives over the past few years. If June were on the case, she'd be able to tell you who said what to whom and who was in the right and who was in the wrong. And listen, there's new chapters every week so there's always a new case waiting to be cracked i can't tell you it's so freaking addicting and so much fun ready to awaken your inner detective download june's journey free today on the apple app store or google play do you guys do what i do every january first you think about the year prior of all the things you didn't accomplish that you wanted to then you make a bunch of new year's resolutions and as soon as you break them you feel bad about yourself are you in your own mind the way i was well, get out of your mind. Let me tell you, therapy can help you learn to be kinder and gentler to yourself and help you move forward. I have to tell you guys about Talkspace. Talkspace has been a miracle for me. First of all, they match you with a licensed therapist that you can connect with not only from your computer, but from your phone, anywhere on the go. I also love that Talkspace focuses on your schedule. They fit your schedule, not the other way around. With live chat, video, and audio sessions, you could easily fit mental health into your daily routine. I also love that your information is extremely private and it's just between you and your therapist. Listen, Talkspace can help you with anything, anxiety, depression, self-doubt. Make your mental health more than just another New Year's resolution with Talkspace. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code VELVET at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code VELVET. I've been sleeping so much better since the holidays, and that's because I have a Helix mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique, right? Listen, Helix has soft, medium, and firm mattresses. They have mattresses that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. I took the Helix quiz and I was matched with an extra firm mattress and they even get into details like, do you sleep on your side, back, stomach? Do you move around all night? Just go to helixsleep.com slash velvet, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash velvet. That's helixsleep.com slash velvet. Go now for $200 off and two free pillows. There's no doubt in my mind about it. You just felt so, it. Uh, I, you could see Andy's eyes were glazed over. 
none of the girls were willing to call each other out because they're all hiding and covering for each other. And the lies were, it was so outrageous, so many lies, like, is there a truth coming out anywhere soon? And I could just tell that, that he was over it. So I didn't expect they were going to pick it up the next year. I really didn't think that they would, but if they would have called me, I would have honored my contract. And you I would have done have. it. Of course I would. I would, I would not going to go back unless they said, we have, we don't want you. We have no problem with you not showing up. That's fine. But if they said, no, we want you, you agreed to do it. I would have done it. Are you shocked that now the reboot is coming back all these years? I later? kind of am. I kind of am. But, you know, these girls worked it for years. They would just go to the opening of an envelope and show up really fast, have someone waiting in the car to drive them off and run and get their picture together and then go on their separate ways and pretend to be best friends and call the press and get these stories that they're all best friends. And they're not. So they worked it and they worked it and they worked it and they worked it. And then they finally got someone to pay attention. They finally got their show back. And they, obviously they really, I mean, some of them never let it go. Never let it go. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you because that is the perception. If you look at social media where oh, like it is? Them, that, to me doing what yeah. I do, like that they are together. To me, it seemed like they have tried to work this for like, they never Five let years. it go. Yes. And this was <laughs> yeah. like, let's will yeah. this into existence. That's exactly what it was like. They were, and they all stick together. You see, that's another problem. When you have a group that sticks together, I'm going to always back you and you're always going to back me no matter what. And I'm not going to tell your dirty secrets and you're not going to tell mine no matter what. You don't have a show because if you're not willing to tell the truth and hold other people accountable so that they can hold you accountable, then it's just two sides fighting. It, it, there's no show there. And that's, I feel like some of them had so much to hide that when someone else would do something so blatantly obnoxiously wrong and out of line, they would never say anything because they didn't want that person to go and say, well, what about this over here? You know? So that was part of the dynamic of the show that I thought did made it not work. It could have worked better. We'll say that way. Do you think out of the four people that are returning apparently Mm -hmm. full-time, like Adriana, Alexa, Larsa, and Lisa, do you think, and I guess rumor is Marisol is a friend of, do you think like Bravo Peacock got it right with the casting? Like do all those people you know, deserve to be there? I'd have to, to think there? about it. You know, Larissa has a very CNB scene, superficial kind of life, but she does have a big following and she does know kind of how to work it. I've never seen her be the person to really put her raw feelings and self out there. I think she's a little guarded that way. I'm friends with her. I I've talked with her recently. Lisa wants to see and be seen. So it's the same thing there. She has a grand life. She wants to showcase it. Nothing wrong with that, but she does not want to poke any bears. She does not want anybody coming at her. So she's going to just be nice, be this key's peacekeeper and get along with everybody. Now she might flare up once in a while, but she's, so there's that. Adriana didn't have anything else going on. So of course she's excited about it. Alexia has other stuff going on, but what's going on on the camera and what's really going on are probably, well, in fact, I know <laughs> two different things. <laughs> she's probably the only one that actually really maybe has a storyline, maybe. And the other one will, oh my God, they're da- you're dangerous when you're a friend, because when you're a friend, you're trying to be full time. So you're going to do and say anything. So I would watch out for that when she's looking for somebody else's job. <laughs> 
Leah, you know, you really are hitting it. That's I 100%. Yes. I mean, can I ask you something? You yes. follow all this. See, I don't follow it all. James follows it all. He's on everything. He sends me screenshots of stuff or he'll tell me to look up something on Instagram. I don't really follow it all, but I get it from different people. They'll send me stuff, but you're embedded in this. You, this is like your life. So what do you think? Am I totally wrong on everything or, or do I make sense? I'm honestly, this is a, a serious question. Literally, I'm going to give you a serious answer. I think so far you are 100% correct, like on everything. Honestly. Well, it's not a popular point of view. And I can assure you, Bravo doesn't like that point of view. I can assure you, the producers wouldn't like that point of view. But I mean, in some time in life, it's better to take a stand than to be popular, you know? And you just have to take a stand for what's right and what's wrong. And I, that's just how I see it, but I don't, you know, I may be wrong about it. I mean, the public may spoon all this in and love it all and think it's just so great and not see any of it the way I do. And people that like you that are in the business, you see it a different way. That's just how I see it. It doesn't make it right. You know, I see it like you see it, but I'm not sure the public always sees it like we see it because I mean, to me, it's like when I call people on the show, like say right. you were on the show now. I can't talk about the show and what happened and we, we will, but right. like, to me, I break the fourth wall. Like I understand, like I know how it works. So right. to me, it's like, I'm not team this or that. I'm just like, right. I get the real deal of who wants the camera time. Who right. I agree with everything you said about trying to make this happen for yeah. many years and willing it into existence. I think that's true. And everything you just said, I mean, the rumor, and I don't know if this is true, is that I think Marisol is supposed to be a friend of, and I do think to what everything you just said, my understanding is she went to every single thing, showed up, whether she was invited or not, and just- I can verify that. Threw herself in front of a moving <laughs> bus. And I'm not even sure she's going to be a friend now. I think she might've gotten her, her, I don't know if it's true, but I think she really went Right. She Is went that all out. This is the most important thing in her life. It's the only thing, most important thing in her life. She's obsessed with it. She wants to be, you know, like an it girl and be like whatever. There's nothing wrong with any of that. You know, it just, but it's just be be honest about it. You know, don't, don't be like, oh, I, oh, I'm so embarrassed. The cameras are following me again. You know, don't be like that about it. Like, I love the cameras. <laughs> come with, come take my picture. There's something about, fakeness and dishonesty and injustice that bothers me, you know, not just in that world, in every world, like look at the world, the planet and the, what's going on and the housewife kind of the same, you're gullible. If you can see it for what it is, enjoy it. It's a guilty pleasure, but don't kid yourself. These women don't all live the perfect life and you're sitting home fat, ugly, and miserable. <laughs> do not punish yourself. It's not totally. all what it seems, <laughs> you know? I totally agree with all of that as well. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole nother thing of like, you know, people living above their means, like for a TV show and like, not everyone, if you scratch below the surface, we have some wealthy people that have been housewives. And then we have 95% that pretend they, to be right. You know, the problem for me with that is if you think your wealth and affluence is going to have people love and adore you, you've got a very poor self-worth problem. Like I'm going to be the same person 
if I live in a 500 bedroom apartment, as long as I can feed my dogs and pay my vet bills, I'm going to be fine. Or if I live in two mansions, I'm going to be fine. It, I'm going to be that same person. Now, there are a lot of benefits to having money, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. But to pretend you have when you don't, you're not doing anybody any favors, you know? No, you're not. And then when you scratch the surface, you're like, I mean, yeah. people with real money don't talk about it. Ever. People that have real money are very discreet about it. Like, actually, if you notice on season one, I drove my 14 year old Mercedes uh, station wagon because that's the station wagon I had had for 14 years because I could put all my dogs in it and I could put my kid in it and I didn't want and all of his friends in it and I didn't want to have to learn how to use all the electronics on a new car. And I was very happy with that car. And the only reason I got rid of it is I went to pick up one of my friends friend on Star Island and he had 17 Porsches in the front and I drove up and he goes, when are you driving this clunker? I'm like, I love my clunker. And he goes, well, my son can't get in that car. It doesn't have airbags on the side. And then today I called the office and said, you know, the car's not safe. I need a new car. Well, what kind do you want? I don't know. Send me something. Send me something safe and easy. That's how I roll. <laughs> Yeah. These girls go out. I am not kidding you. And they make a deal. I'm going to drive your car on the show for two years. I'm going to make sure that you, they see it everywhere that I am to get you the publicity when they couldn't really afford the car. Yeah. Just drive your clunker and say, hey, I need the money. All of you tune in and buy my stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's what we're seeing like <laughs> now. Like, I don't know, you know, like the whole like, I don't know if you follow Salt Lake City, like Jen Shaw and like the whole Erica Jane thing. Like, I will see, I don't follow the show, but I've followed her personal life and because it's prominent in the press and I'm interested in legal issues and yeah. I'm interested in that part of it. So I follow that part of it. I mean, yeah. What do you think of all of that? Well, you know, let me just say that when the federal government comes at you, you've got a big problem because they win 97% of the cases in federal court. And no matter how much you lawyer up, it's going to be very hard. Most people end up making a, um, a deal to avoid going to jail in federal court. In state court, she would have a chance. So I think it's going to be a very difficult situation because they don't usually arrest you unless they have a lot of evidence. This is for Jen Shaw, right? Yeah. Now on Erica, I don't know that she has any, she hasn't, I don't think she has any criminal exposure. The only uh, civil exposure she might have is if they could prove that she knowingly took funds from the husband and basically used funds that were not his to use. I don't think they can prove that because how would she know? Look, of all the people in the world that he would not want to know that he was a fraud, a con, a creep, and a liar would be his trophy wife. Am I right? That's the last person he would want to know. So I would assume he tried to keep it from her. Then he had a law firm of 20 something lawyers. They didn't bust him. You know, the city gave him awards every damn week. He was speaking at big events all the time. He was, you know, people thought he was a big deal. So I don't know why she would suspect it. I mean, maybe in the end, when it started unraveling, she started seeing it. But by then, the ride, she's already taken the ride. 
That's a good point. And like I always say, I mean, it's not like he had a job for like $200,000 and you had three planes in your driveway. I mean, there right. was a, so much money in the beginning when she got in. Right. Why would you ever like, what's the difference? That's my. Yeah. And, and, you know, like if my husband had, let's just say he had a big, huge year and he won a $200 million settlement, which by the way, he didn't and hasn't. And, um, and he said, you know, here's a million dollars, put it into your company. And we had a good year. I wouldn't go say, well, let me go look in the books and see where that money came from. Let me call up all the other lawyers. Let me double check. I'd say, thank you. I'm going to go buy myself a diamond ring. <laughs> I don't care if the business has any money. <laughs> you know what I'm totally. saying? So I just, I have a hard time with people piling on and piling on and piling on when they don't really know. I mean, I'm not saying she didn't know or she did. I'm saying, you shouldn't assume that someone that doesn't have a background in law and finance and doesn't have access to their company's business, no matter how many forms they sign, because your husband puts your tax form in front of you, you sign it. Do you go call the tax accountant? Do you call all the places and ask where the money was paid? You sign the form. I just don't think people should assume she knows. Based on that, I don't think they should pile on. That makes sense. What about, does your husband know, did your husband know Tom Girardi? I, we both knew him sort of, but not close, but we had seen him at legal events and, you know, he was very highly regarded, which is another reason why you wouldn't, you know, suspect anything. I mean, I just don't think anyone was suspect. Now there are people, if you're close enough that, and if he did owe money, there were probably some people that did know, but they might've just chalked it up to see when you have a civil litigation, you have to fund your own cases. So when you go to the right. bank, you get $20 million. Usually it's to fund that case, knowing you're going to get a payoff of $50 million. So right. I think most people said he's in between cases or he's putting all of his money into the next litigation. I don't think they thought of it as him being a fraud. I just don't think they did because there was, there was just no, I mean, did I never saw anybody raise their hand and say, you know, the better business let us inspect your business. I didn't see any law offers say raise your hand. We don't want to take our port of part of the money this year. Let me check your money. I, I didn't see any of that. And it doesn't mean it didn't happen, but I don't think if it did happen that she saw it. Right. I mean, now, that she could have shown a little more empathy towards the clients. She has said it and she has shown the empathy, but she's got such a guard up. And she's so defensive that that is not the message that permeated. And that's, I think, the damage she's, that she's done for herself. Yeah, like, I think that's the argument now. Like, now you know, which I mean, I guess, but, and we right. all, there's these victims and I guess it's because yeah. she's so guarded. I think she's guarded. And also you got to remember the lawyers have probably told her not to say anything because anything she can say, if she says anything, they're going to twist it and hold it against her. So she's between a rock and a hard place. She has said she feels bad for the victims, but other people are like, well, then sell your stuff and give it to the victims. Well, she doesn't have the authority to do that. The court has the authority to, the court owns everything she has basically and everything right. he has basically. So she may as well enjoy it while she has it. What about staying on the show? I mean, do you think she's like between a rock and a hard place there too? Like, I do, because I think now she's got to rehabilitate her image if she wants to go back on tour and she doesn't have any income and anyone to support her. And she probably doesn't want to go out with a wimp. She wants to go out with a bang. She wants to tell her, get her side of the story out, redeem her, you know, self, show everybody she's not a cold ice queen. And, um, 
and go out and build a career for herself. What else? She has two choices. <laughs> Three. She can do that, you know, rehabilitate herself and have a semblance of a career, some money coming from her shows, some money from her tours, or she can just live a poor, simple life and work at Home Depot, <laughs> or she can marry some guy with a bunch of money. I mean, those are basically the choices she has. I mean, I don't know. I guess you take the one that, that, you know, makes you the happiest, you know, for me, it'd be making a comeback and being a, having a career. That's what I would prefer to do. Me too. My second choice would be be broke in a one bedroom apartment with my dogs. And the last choice would be marry somebody who couldn't stand to have their money. <laughs> That'd be like the prison of all prisons. It sounds great right. until you're in it. Right. And then yeah. you're like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Listen, I've always said this. I wish some hot guy or some guy could come along, not hot that I could just marry for money. I, I personally couldn't do it either. I, I, I wish I'd be could. hard to do. You know, if you liked him and you were compatible and you had a great relationship and it was just kind of an understanding, I don't know. People like companionship. I'm not, I don't have any judgment against any. If you marry for money, I don't have any problem with that. I have no me problem too. with that. I, I but wish don't I be could marrying do for money and then coming at me that I'm married to somebody with money when I've been working my whole life. <laughs> that, that I have a problem with. You know what I mean? Right. Do you think like Bravo is like using Eric on a sense of like, this is a great story? And then whenever this plays itself out, whether it's one more season or two more seasons, it's going to be like, bye. I will say this. I know that the people at Evolution are not that person. They are not those. Per that is not who they are. They are not users and losers and abusers. They are not. They protect and take care and nurture their talent. Bravo, on the other hand, is very transactional. They're very transactional. They're not even going to pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, we're not going to renew your contract. They're just not going to renew it. So it's, I think Evolution has a lot of sway and power with Bravo. And I think they'll have her back as much as they can. What will they do? They'll do what's transactional. <laughs> that's, just, that's their business. They don't get in the minutia with these girls. That's you know? one. And then true and then the jen shaw thing is a different situation because okay we don't know but i agree when it's federal they don't just it's come after you unless they have a lot yeah. of evidence it's a and problem. so if you are doing this yeah why i mean is is the fame that like we talked about is the fame that yeah. strong yeah. like why you put yourself here well my husband always says that people that have criminal behavior never think they're going to get caught <laughs> and I think that with Jen, if it is criminal and it may not be, it may be 100% legitimate. And she could have had somebody that was doing all the dirty work and she's, they're making her take the fall, but, um, it's always going to come out. It's eventually going to come out. You know, it's like newsflash. There are a lot of criminals. <laughs> there are a lot. There are. Before we move on and talk about your business, two final questions before we talk about Leah oh, Black Beauty. God. Well, you don't even have to talk about it. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. This well, is I'm, your hour. Well, I have to tell you at the I end, mean, all the things we're not going to be able to get to today okay. because they're just too we good. We have to have a part two. We're just going to have a part two. <laughs> we have to. And I'm going to tell you what it's going to be. And I think you're going to enjoy it. But okay. well, do you think the reboot- You are cute. I'll give you that. Well, I mean- <laughs> yeah, You're good at reeling people in. You should have one of those, those Larry King shows where you reel them in and they don't know they're being reeled in. You know, you give them the puff questions and then they, they feel comfortable. So they just tell you everything. <laughs> That's you know, you. I, I have pegged you. <laughs> well, you, you know, I'm right. 
Okay. Well, two things. One, I have been told that before. And two, I mean, you are married to one of the best criminal defense lawyers, Mr. Roy Black. And let's forget, right. forget I am a lawyer. So that's that, right. When you're a lawyer, it, it is yeah. in you somehow. <laughs> are you, not- were you a criminal or a civil lawyer or really, what did you specialize in? I mean, you're not going to believe it. I specialized yeah. in corporate tax. So does that sound fun to you? <laughs> sounds boring. You should have been in entertainment law. You'd be I, good at that. I would have loved, I mean, I have no interest in going back, yeah. but I would have yeah. loved to be like, in it, and then like eventually like law. an agent. Yeah. I would have loved yeah. to, You'd but I have to that. say, I've said this before. I would have loved to, no regrets. I love what I do now, but I would have yeah. loved to have been a criminal defense lawyer. I think that is so yeah interesting to me. I always like fighting for the underdog because there is always two sides to the story. And a lot of the people, their behavior is not consistent with who they are. You know, people make mistakes and they screw up, but that doesn't mean that's who they are. I mean, if you're a serial killer, that's one thing, (laughs) you know, but you know what I'm saying? I do. Well, no, I was going to ask you, but thank you for saying that I have okay, a go with people. Do you, you think do. that, I mean, it's been, you know, the show was canceled as we discussed, Andy's mm-hmm. eyes glassed over. Do you think that this reboot is going to be successful on Peacock? And like, let's not, let's deal with the facts. I don't know if you know this, but like Housewives ratings for all the shows are down. New York is very down. The OC had an off season. Atlanta had an off season. Like the ratings are down for Housewives, more or less. Well, the ratings are down, but because it's, I didn't know that, but because it's consistently down based on what you're telling me, it may just be that it's just running its course, you know, and it also may be the circumstances. There's just so much going on in the world that you, you just don't, I mean, who has an hour to sit and just really watch all about nothing Seinfeld anymore, you know? So it could be that. And, and it could be problems with the, sh- the specific shows as well. I did hear about New York because I heard that you weren't having any reunion because James told me that. Cause I talk about, I hit the highlights of the shows when I do my podcast, but I don't get a whole bunch of it in there, but he just mentioned that. So I had a feeling about that one. That one was strange to me because you know, that's Andy's pet baby. And if there's any way to make that one go, they're going to make it go. So there's something off about that one. I don't know. Maybe all those girls have been on it so long. There's just not nothing new to say. I don't know. Cause I don't watch it that closely. The one I watch is Beverly Hills because I know the girls and I live there half time, you know, 50% of the time. So that's why I follow that one. And the ratings for that, I think, are not so bad. And it's mostly, I think, because of Erica. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. If Bravo does give her the axe after she carried the show for a year, shame on them. You have to have some loyalty. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. I Everybody's got a bad season, you know? Totally. Period in life. So what do you think? Do you think the reboot doesn't have a chance? Oh, I forgot the question. Um, Well, two things. (laughs) Because it's on Peacock, I really, it's hard for me to say, because I don't even do the streaming thing other than I have it on my TV. And sometimes my husband will put something on. So I, don't, I can't comment on that because I don't know how big the streaming thing's going to be, but my sense of it is it's not Bravo. And I think the home for housewives is Bravo. It's just like, I think if I run TV, the place for me to be would be Bravo because that's just, that's Bravo. And so I have a, I have a wonder, I guess if they start moving enough stuff over and give enough publicity and all that, they'll get it. If it were on Bravo, I think it would probably make it because it's probably as good as any of the others, you know, maybe outside of Beverly Hills, you know, probably would make it. 
Do you and, you think- know, Mavro doesn't like a failure. And that's another thing that the reason I think they never really brought the show back for a long period of time. They wanted to forget. They wanted to forget about having that failure. But those girls were not having it. <laughs> One no. of them used to call me. Oh, there's an opening over here. Come, just come get your picture taken. You know, I'm like, you think I'm going to get dressed and go across town to have my picture taken and come out? What are you on? Draw? What are you smoking? So, just but they worked picture. it. They worked it. <laughs> They, they worked it. Do you think Larsa being involved just because like you said, like she has, mm-hmm. this, you know, this public life, even though, you know, yeah. she's not friends with the Kardashians anymore, right. like that whole, it's still out there in people's eyes. Like as soon as this was being cast, I heard, yeah. and it was going to go forward. Yeah. Su- I was like, oh, I bet I personally, at one point it was like, I bet you this is green lit because of Larsa. That, that's where my be. mind went. Like, I think once- she thinks that I do think she kind of thinks that and it, based on my conversations with her, I think she kind of thinks that, and that's not an insult to her. I think that's going to be a very short lived interest in people. Now, if she can get past that and let that's the lure that brings you in great. But if it's the bait and switch, then no, you know, right. it depends because deliver. that's short. That's not sustainable. Do you know what I mean? That, that's just not sustainable. It's out there. It's a buzz and it's over. So you've got to make it sustainable after that. And that's the question if she's willing to do. I've never known her to be um, really put herself out. Like you're not, I've never seen you're not crying or complaining, you know, whining about her personal life. I've never seen any of that with her. So I, I wouldn't expect it. And she, she likes the, she likes the everything's great girl. You know what I mean? I could see that. And she really yeah. thinks it was greenlit because of her. Well, I don't know that she thinks that, but I, I have a suspicion based on things that she said that she feels like she's a big part of the show. I, I mean, I do think that. I don't I don't know why I think they greenlit it. But well, this is my stupid opinion. I just think they need content. You got a new network. You need content. Well, here's something that's tried and true. Let's give it a shot. What do you have to lose? Right. And also the producers pushed it really hard. You know, I know they pushed it really hard. And people want, you know, the girls wanted it for so long. So I think they knew yeah. you would show up. Well, they kept least. it going. They kept it going. They're like always throwing out the bait. It's coming back. Oh, we're in conversations. Oh, we're going to, you know, they were always putting out the, the bait. Do you keep in touch with anyone other than Joanna? Uh, I keep in touch with Joanna. I keep in touch a little bit with uh, Larsa, a little bit with Lisa. And, you know, Karen and I have always been on good terms. She's she is the most amazing daughter and family girl you'll ever meet. Uh, the others who's left Adriana. No, uh, Marisol. No, uh, Alexia. No, I see. I was close to Alexia's husband, but it was never close to Alexia. And I heard some things that are, if true, I'm going to make a big <laughs> stand up and defend Herman defense on his behalf. If what I've heard is true about things that have been said about him through her on the show. I've heard things. Yeah. And I hope it's not true, but if it is, it's not fair. He's not here to defend himself and he did nothing but lavish her with luxury for years. And he's an amazing human being that had a lot of flaws and a lot of, you know, different aspects to his life, but he's a really good guy. And I hope they don't, I hope they don't try to take that away from him. Oh, you think it's going to be brought up on the reboot that she, I think it is. Oh, wow. I think it is. I think people are so hungry for storylines to bring up anything. I hope it's not. 
unless it's in a good way, you know, unless they're like, you know, celebrating his life and, you know, the contributions he made to a lot of things in the world, to the, the community of Miami, to his businesses, to taking care of her and her kids and his family. I do all that. I'm all in. Right. Other if, than that. But if she's bringing it up, just I'll shut for a storyline. Right? If that anybody's long. trying to make him look bad, I will have a hard time keeping my mouth shut. Let's just say that. Well, the next time we sit down, you can tell me all about it. If, 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 <laughs> if they go well, down, you know, we road. have to recap the shows. <laughs> we can do that every week. I can come on your podcast for five minutes, whatever you want, Leah. Well, really, I do want to talk about your business though for like a minute, but okay. I want to get before we, this is my last question about the house. Okay, that's because okay. when people are here, I like to, you know, as a lawyer, hear it from you directly. Yes. There was all this talk about you know, I know you were on Jeff Lewis and there was all this talk about like, you know, you split your time between Beverly Hills and Miami. And so you don't even know if you could do the show. And so there's all now there's from that, there's a thousand things. Leah wasn't asked. She was asked and turned it down. What is the answer? I want to know, like, were you asked to do the true answer is that I had several conversations with the casting girl and I had a couple of conversations with the producer, but I knew after the first conversation with the producers that it, in my opinion, it was going to be more of the same and it probably wasn't going to work out for me. That's really the truth. And you're not upset. So I mean, if I would have wanted to do it, could I have worked my way into that show one way or the other? Hell yeah. Uh, did they not want me to do it? There are probably some that didn't, but, uh, am I disappointed about it? No, because I wasn't even here when they were filming. I was in LA when they were filming and, uh, you know, there's just so many important things going on in the world that, that like I, I, I work on a lot of things that are important, like like elections and, you know, the climate and, you know, things like that. So I would it would have been a challenge for me to work it in, you know, but I'm wishing them well. So I, I hope they all get their flowers out of it. God bless, you know, the champagne, <laughs> all of it. Do you think like Joanna's statement of like, you know, she's fine, too, and mm-hmm. like, you know, look, I just said, I've never, I would never go back to something that was, you know, she never would. And she meant that a hundred percent. See, I'm the type that you hit me at the right time. I probably say, yes, you hit me at the wrong time when I'm overwhelmed and busy and you've got an attitude and I've got too much going on and I don't want to go through all this song and dance and bullshit. The answer is no, you hit me next time. And I'm like doing nothing. And my kids at school and everything's great. And the planet's not burning. And I might say, yeah, but she's a hard no on this show. On this show. So if there's a season two of RHOM, Leah, maybe we might see you. You know, I would never say that I would not do something, but I would also never say that I'm going to beg to do something. If you don't see my value and you don't think I contribute enough and you don't think that I'm grand enough to make your show more fabulous than Kesara. If you see my value, you think I can give it, bump it up a bit and give it some great content and you want to have me on it, I'm open to it. But I'm not one of these hungry, desperate, oh my God, I can't believe you're not going to pick me, nor am I one of these, oh, absolutely, that's beneath me. I'm just like, I just take it as it comes, you know, And, and, and a lot of it is timing. A lot of it is the energy at the time. The energy was not good on my phone call, my initial phone call. With with a Bravo producer, with the producers, yeah, which just wasn't good energy, and with now the casting agent, my energy with her was fantastic. She was fabulous, you know. So just didn't work out. With the producers, you're like, wait a second, it's the same thing. 
it's gonna it wasn't that it's just you know it was it was just so cookie cutting and you know just so transactional and you know I'm, I'm not that person i'm a warm and fuzzy and you know i love you and by the way i love them i think they're great i hope that they have 20 seasons I hope all the girls get everything they want out of it. I'm never one to not root for you. There's plenty for everybody. Them having 10 seasons without me is not going to affect my life. It's just not. It's not going to bring me down, hurt me in any form or fashion. So why would I not wish them all well? That makes a lot of sense. I mean, why would I not? That makes sense. And would you ever join Beverly Hills? I mean, you spent half well, your time there. Well, that's a question. They would, First, let's put it into context. They would never ask me. So let's start there because they have a million starlets that are far bigger names and fabulousness than me. So they would never ask me. If they asked me and I was there during the time that they were filming, then I probably would because I have relationships with some of the girls and I like the show. And it'd be a fresh kind of a start, but they is just never going to ask me. Imagine you're in Beverly Hills and you've got every fucking starlet in the world wanting to be on your show. Why are you going to go get this has been from Miami and put her on there? It's just not even it's not going to happen. And I don't have any I never it's never occurred to me that it would ever happen. But you asked me a question. Would I to, the honest answer is if I was there living there during the time they were filming and I had the time to do it and they wanted me to do it, of course, I would consider doing it because I do love that show. I love the lifestyle. I love the glamour. I like the girls. I like Beverly Hills. I mean, I love all of that. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So, you know, it's a fit for me. I but asked I'm not you a just fit for it. <laughs> because in yeah. my head, it's happened, Leah. In, 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 in my fantasy world, Well, you it will has it happened. into existence then, and you can come on as my sidekick. <laughs> Well, now I'm going to actually will it into existence. <laughs> I will go to Beverly Hills tomorrow. But yeah. you are busy running the Leah Black beauty conglomerate right. that people don't realize that, yes, before your husband, you started in the 80s. Right. So what's new in the world of Leah Black beauty today? Well, I did start in the 80s and I was very successful. I had the number three infomercial in the world for years. I did uh, HSN. I've done, uh, I've done it all. I've done retail. I've done home shop. I've done all of it. And uh, so basically I, over the last five years, I launched uh, a CBD line and I pioneered that with a friend of mine who has had several hundred million dollar businesses that he sold over the years. And so I was the first company to really come through with the CBD skincare line. And that's taken us to the next level. So now it's online at leahblack.com and the testimonials, if you go to my Instagram and you read the testimonials, the prices are a third of what they'd be in the department store and the results are three times as well. So the customers stick. I, I never lose a customer. I never have lost a customer. I, I still have customers from Prague and Indonesia and Montreal. I don't wow. lose them. <laughs> I have read the testimonials. People swear by this. They CD. do. And it really, I really bet. works. Yeah. And my mask, see, the big launch was my initial non-surgical facelift kit, which was called Sudden Youth. And then if you put it on half your face, it lifts, tones, firms, and irons out the, the lines. That was the one I had the infomercial on. We sold hundreds of thousands of those. So what happened is, 
that was my big get. And then the customers stuck with me for that because they would go to their class reunion and they'd say, my God, you've had surgery. And they say, no, I'm just using this facelift kit, which is true. And so then, and then we did great for years. We sustained our business. But then when I launched the CBD line, I mean, I don't know, there's something about that CBD. It just, it, it makes your cells do the work. So the results are better and longer lasting. Wow. Well, if I were you, I would take all the marketing for the business and just throw it out the window because all they have to do is look at you. You are <laughs> 65 years young. Yeah, I'm, look, mean, I'm 90 looking 25. <laughs> and I'm not outing you with your age because you've been very vocal in the past of like, you don't know why people are so you know afraid of talking about their age. I mean, I think age comes wisdom and I think wisdom is more important. You know, like they say age before beauty, I'd rather be older and wiser than, <laughs> than younger and prettier. <laughs> well, everyone I think beauty I mean, is from within, you know, I brought a book one time it was called uh, beauty from within or something like that. And it was about how to apply your skincare and how to take care of your skin. I sold hundreds of thousands of copies to my customers and I believe it. I believe every line on your face came from some angst in your heart. I believe your beauty is from within. And who wants to go back to their 20s? I mean, I was a mess in my 20s. I'll be the first to admit it, <laughs> right? I'm still a mess. <laughs> well, if this is any indication of how the products work, I mean, you look phenomenal. Well, thank you. Tell your team I am sorry because I know you're going to record. I mean, I, I could talk to you for seven hours, but that's okay. They don't, they do what I say. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I know you have to film your lunch. Can I tell you, I, we yes. are not a first class. Uh, we are not CNN. The hour, you know, we, we, we put it out there and hope people watch it. Well, my, my team called me to say, you better not keep Leah late because her team oh. said she has to start at this time. So you know, I, I like, do this podcast lunch with Leah. And the only reason I do it, I swear to you, is because so many fans from this show just were hounding me on social media for so much many years that I thought if I just do this show once an hour, once a week and post it, I can stay in communication with them. And we reply to every comment and every question and every this, and it's an interactive thing. And that's really why I started doing it. And then it just has turned into, of course, we promote the products and we talk about politics and we talk about gossip and we, you know, I mean, I, I get myself in trouble a lot. <laughs> it's just come into that. <laughs> I love it. I didn't realize you started it just for the fans and Oh my God, I've had it, I guess, five or six years. And it really was for the fans when the show wasn't renewed and people were like, just hounding me. And I thought, yeah, I'll just stay in touch with these people. I like them. A lot of them became customers and, you know, <laughs> some of them send gifts and I send them gifts. And, well, um, I'm going to now try, I'm going to have to get some of your products because I am all about, <laughs> I've had, listen, I've had my injectables. I get my injectables. I mean, I'm a self-respecting single gay man. If you who will in send James your address, we'll send you a care package. I am. Okay. I, I will try send it because I James. hear about, okay, I'll send it to James. Yeah, we'll send you one. I'm going to look, I'll, I'll tell you what you need. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> whatever you know, really, time. whatever you suggest yeah. is I will, you, <laughs> you are have the very expert. pretty skin, but you do have very pretty skin, but why do you have a beard? Well, I have it because I mean, I just haven't shaved in two weeks because I've been well, working. Well, because most people that have a beard or, or because they don't have beautiful skin or they don't have a great profile, you don't need the beard. Oh, I, I, can I tell you, I never, <laughs> no, I, I like never had a beard for like, yeah. I mean my whole life. And then yeah. 
during COVID, it just kind of, well, that's true. I've noticed my son doesn't shave every day either when during COVID. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, now COVID is kind of, you know, but think, I mean, I'll I'll shave the beard, but you do have a pretty face, pretty skin. Go ahead. I will take that any day. Here are (laughs) all the things now, assuming you didn't hate me, assuming you didn't hate me. I don't have any problem. These are all the things that when I was preparing for this, I have to push to our second chat. So I'm just, I'm already getting ahead of myself. These are the things that I really do want to talk about when you come back. I do want to talk more about the skincare and I just had Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. I want to talk about like business stuff and like being an entrepreneur because you are an entrepreneur. So I want to talk all about that. Guess what? We don't have to talk about the housewives at all. The next time you come back, whatever you want want to talk, it's your show. I want to make you happy and I want to give you something that will advance your goals. That's it. It's all about you. This is about you. So you just tell me I'm here. You're so nice. Really, but I also want to talk next time about. I want to talk about Jeff Lewis and this. Oh my God! Well, that's a five-hour conversation. Well, listen, no, you don't understand. I I prepared for this in an hour before when I was just Um, going through my notes. I'm like, I've never bumped things before. I'm like, I can't even get into Jeff. It's a whole conversation. Yeah, that is a whole conversation. And then I want to talk about all your like charity work. And I mean, not everyone knows Frankie Grande and Lance Bass and Diddy and J Lo. I got a lot of questions for you about all your. Wonderful. Almost celebs. the celebrities yes. that showed up and performed for free. Yes. So <laughs> the ones I wrangled in for free. Did you see how all of that is like an hour in and of itself? That's all, another I, show. Yeah. But Aretha, I want to talk about the right, business Aretha. too. <laughs> That's yeah. a big yeah. one. Oh, I know. And like J Lo, and I mean, Queen so. Latifah. I've had them all. <laughs> and oh they all, God. most all of them, did it for free. That's the accomplishment. Not that they did it, but that they did it and gave the money to the charity. That's the accomplishment. Well, that says a lot about you that you, you know, you don't have to give all your time to charity and now you're giving me my hour and, you know, the fans like, and well, I'm good at begging when it comes to getting celebrities to perform for free. I'm a great beggar. on my hands and knees, whatever. That's (laughs) a skill though. That is definitely (laughs) a skill. So where can everyone find you online that wants to follow you? And the website is leahblack.com and Instagram is leahblackmiami. Twitter is leahblackmiami. And I think James puts all our stuff on Facebook at leahblackmiami, but I am 24 hours a day on Twitter at leahblackmiami, giving an opinion on everything. I'm trying to get people to come to their senses and help solve some problems in the world on Twitter. <laughs> but that's why we love you because you oh, are, you. you are honest. Like you talk about having an honest conversation and you're honest and not every guest that comes on here is so honest. I mean, I don't then call why them are out. wasting your time in there. I don't understand that either. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm happy to have you and I'm not going to call you out, but I don't believe a lot of things people tell me. I'm like, it's yeah. With your, you've been very honest. So I really appreciate that. I I did pride myself in trying to be because I think it's important. I think your whole world revolves around the words you say and the words you say have to be grounded in truth and reality or things get out of sync real fast. Yeah. And thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been honestly amazing. I will deal with James and like, I really, really, really appreciate you doing this. Of course. It's been my pleasure. It really has. You've been adorable. And thank you so much for taking your time to accommodate me. Thank you. Have a good lunch with Leah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, 
subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.